This episode of The Local Bar is recorded in memory of Charleston's own Richard Bachschmidt. Besides, I've got a lot to accomplish this evening. I'm going to start on my Russian language test. <laughs> what? What is it, Dad? What? Nothing. What? Don't you think I can do any of these things? No, I think you can do anything you put your mind to, Frazier. You always have. Thank you, Dad. I just wonder about all these projects. Well, as I said, I am streamlining. You know, I think what you discovered this week was that something's missing from your life. And before you start to fill it up with everything but the kitchen sink, I think you ought to just ask yourself, what do I really want? What is really going to make me happy now? Well, that's weird. I suddenly feel like having a beer. You're listening to The Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is The Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you decided to spend some time with us today, and for that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Um, we've decided to spend some time with you, too, as well. It's been, it's been, uh, I cracked this beer. It's been quite a while um, since we've done a show, and... Um, I've decided to do a show about that today. Um, I, I had another show written, written, and I don't normally do those. The ones, the ones that I write out, that I diagram out, those are the ones that I, I, I put them out into the internet, and I always think to myself, man, if I don't hear something back on this one, it's a failure. I need to pack up the studio. Like The ones that I feel like I'm being super artsy, that I, I really feel are the ones that really make an impact. <laughs> the ones most people don't ever bring up those. I, I had one of those written. Um, I was down with my wife and one of our daughters in Charleston uh, all weekend. Been there since Thursday. It's now time of recording, Sunday as we usually do. And I um, I, I uh, was driving back because I had to come back, get some work done, get ready for the week. I got kind of a crazy week with it being a short July 4th week, and I really wanted to do this show, and I had it all mapped out, and it's just, just me this week, so I knew I didn't have a guest because I want to do something with some guests later. It's July 4th week. It's been hard to nail everybody down, whatever. And on the way back, I'm listening to something that Maria and I are going to talk about on Welding a Family this week. Yes, for those of you that have been asking, when is Welding a Family coming back? It is coming back this week. And we are going to be talking about a project that we are doing. Uh, it's a two-week uh, project. Well, the project should only be a day, but we're going to cover it over the next two weeks, a before and after. Uh, even if you are not, even if you don't have kids or any of that madness, I'm going to tell you it's worth your time to check out Welding a Family. Uh, if you do have kids, if you have a house, if you have clutter in your house, you you gotta come, you gotta come check these shows out. But I was listening to um, 
was listening to a, a, an audiobook that Maria had come across and really kind of inspired her um, to look into this project that we're doing. Now, I'm not going to go into the details here on this show because that is for another show. But in the middle of listening to this audiobook, the the narrator just <laughs> just randomly throws out a line. And it's kind of a throwaway line in the paragraph that she's saying. But I almost had to pull the car over <laughs> and 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 take a moment because it it was a line in a, in a couple of sentences that really hit home with me. More on that in in just a few. Uh, I uh, thank you so much for the emails we've gotten lately. No, the show is not canceled. No, I let, let me be quite frank with you up front and kind of tell you what's been going on. Um, I I am uh, looking down um, or kind of jumping into the beginning of a of a new career i've I've talked about this now over the past uh, little bit um and i have been i've been extremely busy i've had to do some traveling um and just some looking into some things what have you i i don't really talk that much about work i don't want to i never want to get too specific on on work on, on the show and there's a couple of reasons behind that not because anybody at corporate has asked me not to. I just don't ever like for that to have to be a discussion. Um, and because the work that I deal with is a very sensitive subject, um, I will talk about the um, 35,000 foot view maybe of what I do at work, but I, ne- I never want to get too, too involved. But I will tell you that I've had uh, a bunch of meetings, been gone for weeks at a time. In doing so, though, uh, I have met some new folks that uh, I really enjoyed uh, hanging out with at work. You know, whenever you do any kind of training, if you're in sales, um, sales training is the best. Mm. I love it because it's the place where you go that as long as the other people have hired correctly, you're meeting a lot of people that are somewhat like you. I mean, none of us are exactly the same. None of us are. But all of us have a job where we try to help people who need something get the stuff that we have and navigate the trenches in between to bring the two sides together. And so you meet people that have a lot of the same uh, values that you do. I mean, don't get me wrong. You run into your sleazy slimies, too. But for, for the most part, sales training is generally pretty fun. I've had um, I had a blast at, at, the, at the one that I went to. It was very uh, – the, the, the folks that ran the training – were just stellar and they they knew how to make it one of the most efficient trainings you've ever seen that is a very important thing for uh, experienced sales folks because they will lose attention and focus if it if they feel like it's not efficient and it oh my gosh by far most efficient training i've ever been in um sales reps from all over all different levels so it was a blast for me uh really challenged me in some areas and allowed for me to kind of step up in some areas that that i knew what i was doing a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it, but it did it did take time away from the show. Uh, had some other stuff to deal with, and I think if you follow the show, I was dealing with the uh, retirement, my dad's retirement from preaching, and um, that uh, I, I'm going to be quite frank with you. That was harder than I thought it was going to be. It. It was the weirdest thing. 
those of you that that uh, participated in that there are a lot of great people that came um and um uh, wrote some stuff and sent it to dad a lot of people reached out to him uh, a lot of gifts a lot of uh just folks coming by uh, during the last couple of sundays that he was there uh, it really was pretty special it really was special I, I know that dad got a lot out of it so did mom you know mom's been there uh supporting dad the whole time and, and to see people appreciate her as well that was it was really nice and i can tell you uh, not as the Alexander family spokesperson, but in this in this situation, I am. Uh, it, it was very appreciate, appreciated um, what all of you have done um, for my mom and dad. Um, they really um, just enjoyed very much those last few weeks, and just were were really able to take it in. And that was a that was a really it was a really neat thing to do. If you haven't noticed, I'm saying uh all over the place because I am. This is what I do when I'm kind of nervous because I st- I, I had the hardest time with my dad retiring. It was crazy, and part of it was this, and this is the other reason why I've been silent about it. Like I did that show kind of in honor of my dad's retirement, right? And I thought that would do it for me. It didn't. But the thing is, like, it's my dad's retirement. I'm not going to make it about me. I, like, I'm going to stay as far away from that as I can. But, oh, my gosh. Uh, y- you talk about, you know, uh, you'll hear people say this, like, when you hit your 10 or 15-year high school reunion or uh, your kid starts driving or you're taking your kid to college, um, a friend passes away, one of your buddies hits his 50th birthday, you suddenly have that moment of, Oh my gosh, I'm this old. I've had those moments. Man, I don't know that anything hit me harder. And and and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, when I was chasing my feelings to look at what was causing these symptoms, it was, it was something that was a little bit different than what I thought. As a matter of fact, what that lady said in that book today helped me realize where I've been looking in the wrong place to figure out where my feelings are coming from on any of this stuff. So I want to talk to you about that today. This is not going to be long. As a matter of fact, we are also opening up to quite a few new people. Um, We'll talk a little bit more when I get all the specifics, but I know there's quite a few new people out there that are welcome, welcoming us to their radio dial. We hope you're still listening. It's another internet radio station that we have been uh, very grateful to be a part of. Uh, I don't have all the specifics. I haven't gotten all the details yet, but I know they're launching this week. And I said, you know what, guys, here's a show. Have fun with it. Do what you will. I'll tell you a little bit more next week. But for those of you listening to Local Bar for the first time, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, If this is your first time or your first time in quite a while, I will let you know Local Bar is brought to you uh, by you and everyone else like you that supports us over on Patreon.com slash Local Bar. It's a place where you can go and pledge a little bit of money each month. It doesn't have to be much, man. A little goes a long way. Helps keep us loud, live, and independent. We appreciate all of you that go check out Local Bar Media and uh, patreon.com slash localbar. Localbarmedia.com is our website. If you want to be a part of the show, send anything in, questions, comments, concerns, 
Chad at localbarmedia.com is how you reach out to your boy here. Uh, there's also a, a couple of uh, bands that I belong to, and we go trout and sing around the state every now and then. For those of you in the Columbia, South Carolina area, or if you're going to find yourself down here during the July 4th break, on July 6th, downtown in Five Points at the awesome, awesome music room, the White Mule, Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths will be playing with George Fetner. You need to come check us out. That is going to be one heck of a show. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun lately. You never know who's going to show up and play with us. It's been a, it's been an absolute blast. So go check us out. Love to see you then. Uh, some more dates coming for Don Merkel of the Blacksmiths and also Duncan Sims and the Accused. So keep an ear out for that over the next couple of weeks. Thank you to all of you who have come see us lately. But I'm going to tell you, you don't want to miss that White Mule show. It's going to be a doozy. I promise you. I promise you. Um, all right. So without further ado, I want to jump into this jazz that's got me so worked up. And I will talk to you again real quick on the other side of the break. My brother, put him on a folding chair. We can talk about the good times that we had. We were there. Bring me the head of my sister. We can talk about the past. I'll impart to her some wisdom that I have while it lasts. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever, nothing good What will it take to make you happy? Cause I've got my mindset on a cure Cause what will it take to make you happy? Cause I've got my mindset, that's for sure you didn't know if you're a new listener all the music that I play is uh, music from Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths because I can play it <laughs> because I have rights to it and no one on the internet gives me crap but I also love to promote the, the music we have um, and his music just fits just seems to fit every show I have I don't know how he does it he's a magician I do get questions from time to time and I answer them usually individually on email but I need to do us a little bit more justice uh, if you are interested in finding out more about Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths, of course, we're on Facebook, but you can go check out, if I have to point you to a couple, um, over on iTunes, you'll find um, uh, Don Merkel and the Blacksmith album, and uh, it's pretty much, we do all the all the, all of the music off that. There's another one, though, that's just Don Merkel, and it is a solo album he did, it's the Lincoln Ray album. It's an album he did about his... Um, his grandfather in the Korean War. If you listen to the show with Don Merkel, if you go back to that episode, that's the album we talk about. Uh, but there's also a couple of other ones, too. I, I'll point you to the American Gun series. There's uh, quite a few songs that the Blacksmiths do off those albums. There's some really good music, some good musicians playing 
on those uh, albums. So go check those out. You can find us also on YouTube. Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. By the way, if you check out the Follow Me Boys or the North Carolina um, video, the tall, sultry, blonde woman singing back up on both of those is uh, is Maria. And it's kind of a funny inside joke. Uh, Maria does not sing, but we needed her in the <laughs> in the moment. And uh, so we've talked about that on the show a couple of times. This is some cool videos to check out, but um, always a good time. Got to play with the blacksmiths not long ago. It's always good to see those guys. They always re-energize me. And I'm really looking forward to this show on, on July 6th. Um, those of you who came to the Foxfield show, thanks. That was a blast. We kind of remember it. Uh, Foxfield will do that to us sometimes. We always, we just always feel at home there. If you haven't been to Foxfield before, especially go see a band, check them out. They're the best outside music venue in the state of South Carolina, as far as I'm concerned, but definitely in, uh, in Columbia. And one of the best damn bars, too, so go check it out. All right, enough advertisement. Free advertisement. I get free beers from Becca. I can't really complain. All right, so this, uh, this, this statement, this thing that I heard today, this this whole big thing that I need to share with you, um, it's uh, it's it's such a simple philosophy. Some of the best things are, but uh, it's 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 one of those things that's really quick. I mean, I I think even when the lady read this line, she didn't really think about it when she said it. And it's one of those things that when you delve into it and think about it a little bit more, it it really says so much. I'm going to quit with the foreshadowing here. I'm just going to kind of tell you what she said. It was basically this. Find if something really sparks joy in you. Hold it in your hand. See if you get some kind of emotion from it. If not, then maybe it's not that important to you. But if you're not sure, ask yourself, why does it make you happy? Then a few moments later, she said, think about things you want to do with your life. And then think about why you want to do them. And then question that answer of why is that important. And keep going until you find out if one of the answers is it will make you happy. Now, that sounds like some uh, guided meditation uh, bullcrap that someone would sell if you're doing a course at the local college in guided medication, medication, guided medication, I want to take a class on guided medication. That'd be fantastic. Guided meditation, professional podcast. Let me tell you, I just, I don't think I've had enough of this beer. Is what it is. So I paused the audio book and thought about that for a little bit. Think about, think about this for a second. Let's say, let, let's pick something. Uh, most Americans, most Americans nowadays, most anybody nowadays, anyone within the earshot of my voice wants to lose weight. There are some people out there that, that are at a point where they are morbidly obese or they're going to the doctor. They're saying you're going to have or you have major health problems now. You need to lose a ton of weight. We're talking anywhere from 50 to 70. That happens for a lot of people. Then there's some other folks that are, you know, I just don't feel as good as I used to. And I know these few extra pounds I'm carrying aren't doing me any justice. I would like to lose that. And then there's all the other folks in between. People wanting to lose weight is a very common thing, all right? If you're someone that's listening to this that has ever thought that or is thinking that now, 
which is just about every damn one of you. <laughs> I want I want you to walk with me on this for a second. Let's ask ourselves the question first. Um, why do you want to lose weight? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Some of you may be uh, to be healthier. Some of you, like, there's some old clothes that I really want to fit in that I just don't fit in or feel comfortable when I wear them. Some people want to look better naked. Some people, I'm dating again, and I want to look the best that I can. Some people, it's like, I really want to look better for my spouse. Whatever your reasoning is, okay, you got your answer. Got your answer. Now ask yourself the question to that answer. Why do you want to look better? Why do you want to fit into those clothes? Why is it that you want to look better naked? Why do you want to look better for your spouse? Why do you want to look better because you're dating? It's a little bit bit different. Maybe some of you still have very quick answers, but... um, Walk down, walk down the person who's dating. Let's walk with him for a second. Well, because uh, I'm older and uh, the pool is a lot more shallow than it used to be, or at least the fish are a little bit more sparse because most people are paired up now. As a competitive advantage, I don't know. Well, why do you want to have that competitive advantage? Because I don't want to keep being lonely because I want someone to share adventures with because this is what I want. Why is it that you want that? Because I find that life is much more enjoyable if I'm sharing it with someone. Why is life more enjoyable that way? Because you don't have to be so singled out in everything, and I really just want to be happy. There it is. Anything I think that's really worth doing, anything that we should be doing, Anything that we know is good for us can eventually get there. But it's not just about digging to the happy word. It's about understanding how you expect to get there. And then you look at that. If you were to write out your answers, look at it and think to yourself, is that a realistic parallel to what I think I can do in order to get to that? happy? Is is that a path? Is that a realistic path that will get me from where I am? to where I want to be. Can my lifestyle either accept or develop to that path so I can get to where I'm happy? You can you can do this with anything. I I want to spend more time with my daughters. Why? Because they're growing up, man, and they grow up so fast and I don't want to lose Lose that time with them. Why do I not want this? Because I don't want to feel guilty when I get older. I mean, I know I'm going to to some extent, but I want to minimize that. And I want them to feel like they've got a father and someone that they can trust. Why, why are those two things important? Well, the guilt thing is because I just sincerely don't want to look back on my life and feel that. Them having a father and feeling like they can have that. Is something that I want to make sure they understand that while I'm here on this earth, they can turn to me for, for no matter what. That I'm here, and I'm here to give them guidance, and I'm here to help them out. Why is that important? Because life is tough. Life is not easy. Life is not fair. And I want them to know that no matter what they go through, there's always someone on their team. Why? Because I want them to enjoy life. The good and the bad, all of it, I want them to enjoy it. 
Why is that important? Because it will make them happy. And they will understand that life is worth living when you really look at what you're trying to accomplish. Why do I want them to be happy? Because I love them. And yes, it will make my heart smile and make me happy. Can I realistically make that linear progression work? Yes, I can. If I can't, maybe I need to figure a way around it. So it serves two purposes. If you can't get to the happy thing, or if it doesn't look like the path you're on is going to get you there, <laughs> maybe maybe you need to change it. I was uh, there, There's a band prettier than Matt. I don't think they listen to this show. Uh, they're a local band. They got this really cool shtick. They, uh, it's um, Jessica Skinner and, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank in his name. And he and I even grew up in Florence. Um, there's two of them. It's prettier than Matt. <laughs> they go around and it, uh, Jeff, I guess, no, no, let me not guess. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Um, they, uh, he plays guitar and he's this awesome, amazing guitarist. Jessica plays ukulele, and they play some really cool songs. They have a lot of original songs. They do a lot of fun covers. Uh, they they with the two of them. It's awesome because they can play on a stage at a festival or in a coffee house. It's just a, it's a really good setup for them. And they tour all around the United States. They're a lot of fun. If you've never seen them, prettier than Matt. They're they're fantastic. A lot of fun. Um, and Jessica was complaining on Facebook the other day about how people. Um, have certain music they want to hear and if she doesn't know the um, the songs people kind of turn a blind ear to the rest of the songs just because she didn't know the this one song by this one dude that you wanted to hear at that time they're not really a cover band but okay and this is something that musicians put up with from time to time and uh I was uh I, I made a joke and I thought about this song that they have there's a song uh, called gotta be more and it is uh I don't think it was the title track off one of their albums. It was the first track off of one of their great albums that they have. And it's a song. It's a really kind of sweet song and kind of an uplifting song. But it 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 talks about, I mean, the, the lyrics are, got to be more than this. Got to be more than stealing your kiss. When you wake up, you'll miss your bliss. It's, it basically talks about how somebody's sitting around one day and realizing that this life just sucks. And I remember... I remember listening to that song in my car. I, I, I had seen Prettier Than Matt the night before and uh, hadn't popped the CD in yet, so I did. And I was driving around. I was coming back from work, and I heard that song, and I pulled over, and, it, and I pulled out a notebook, and I started writing down um, things about a relationship that I was in that didn't make me happy. And I realized that this song was, was definitely speaking to me. And I'm like, Oh my God, my mind has written this song 15 times. It has said these very same words. Like there has got to be more than this. I had gone through a divorce and I was trying to put my life together. And part of the reason why I went through a divorce is I wanted to be happy in my life. That, that there's, there's, a, I mean, there's no disrespect to my ex-wife. We've done a great podcast on this show talking about um, how to put your focus on a kid and how to have a good relationship post-divorce. But we got divorced for reasons, and there were reasons that were there. And one of them had to do with a sense of happiness and fulfillment in my life. And uh, suddenly I realized, man, I was in a relationship. <laughs> that I was sitting around, I was like, man, this is, this is what it is. 
and I'll, I'll never forget. I turned off that CD and I went over to my this girl's house and I got my crap out of her house and left. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Because I had to sit and realize that, oh my God, this is not going to make me happy. There should be more than this. There is no progression that's going to go down this street that's going to get me from where I am to happy town. So I ain't driving through this neighborhood anymore, and I didn't. And it's been over three years, and I can tell you I was right. No offense to her, but it was not going to happen. It it was not going to happen. We were not going where it needed to go. Things weren't set up as well as it should have been. There's tons of other funny stories, but no, that's just what it was. And so I realized today when I was listening to this person that I don't think we do that enough. We think about things that we want to do that makes us happy. And then we think about things that we should have done to make us happy. And then we think in the instant, well, if I buy this thing, it'll make me happy. And we look for that instant gratification. What we don't do is look at the long-term stretch of where we should go. Over the past couple months, um, over the past six months, over the past, it's been a, quite a, it's been quite a haul. Um, six months, eight months, probably. Um, Maria and I have tried to figure a ton of things out. And part of them is where the happiness is for everybody in our family. We have a lot of moving parts in this family, even the dog. There's a lot of moving parts in this family and a lot of dynamics and a lot of things that all of us want to do because we are people that want to be out there. We do have this sense of expression. Some of us are just getting kicked up. Bren is doing more theater work now. Uh, she's wanting to get into that, and there takes it takes a lot of practices. Sterling is doing swim team, but I'm going to tell you, Sterling's going to see this theater thing that her sister's doing, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, that little one's got chops. Man, she can sing. I, I'm just going to tell you. She's, it's, Maria, it's coming. <laughs> We're going to have two of them in theater next year. Um, I've got band stuff. I don't really do the comedy anymore, but I've got work. Um, and there's there's just a lot, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, Maria, uh, her I think her pastime, I think we've, what we've decided is running our schedule, I guess. But um, we, we kind of joke about that. But Maria runs the neighborhood watch in our in our um, in our neighborhood. And she's very, very dedicated to that. And it's something that she really wants to do. And she puts she puts a lot more time and effort in that than, than most people realize, even the people that are a part of it. And so there's there's a lot going on. So we get pulled in separate directions a lot. All four of us, even the dog, all five of us. He was off somewhere else this weekend gallivanting with some friends. And then we we come back together and we have to support each other, but we have to support each other where we can. And part of what we've been doing is trying to look at um, what what's realistic, what's got an end game, what can really lead us somewhere to make us happy, uh, what cannot. Are we cool with trying things? How long do we try things for before we say they don't work? And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the comedy thing. I want to I want to open up about that because I get a lot of questions about the stand up comedy about why I don't do it anymore. Well, number one because it's not like people were beating down my door for me to continue doing it. Okay, 
Um, but I, I felt like I was just getting into it and really just kind of developing it. And I'm, I'm shelving it. I'm not saying it's gone forever. But um, part of the part of the reason why I stopped doing it is because it, I didn't think it was going to make me happy. And I realized that I've actually used this device of asking the questions as the reason why I was able to back out of stand-up comedy. When I told Maria about it, I said, hey, I don't think I'm going to focus on comedy anymore. And she was she was surprised a little bit because at the beginning of the year, I had put a big-time focus on writing jokes, and I wrote a lot of them, and I really put a lot of effort into it. And I came to her one day, I think we were at Dano's Pizza, and I just said, I don't think I'm going to do comedy anymore. Now, anytime I take something off of my list, I don't think Maria really wants to argue with me about it because she thinks I do too much anyway. But there was a little bit of a looking around like, okay, why? And I was like, I, I really thought about it. And I had. I thought about the stand-up comedy and what it was doing for me. And I thought to myself, why do I want to do this? And the truth of the matter was, I wanted to do it because I wanted people to laugh. Because we live in a world... And the reason I want people to laugh, let me do this correctly, is because we live in a world where people don't right now. They don't laugh. They're arguing. Why are they arguing? Because we're making everything political. Because everything's got to have a line in the sand. Because even our late night comedians don't do jokes anymore. It is political commentary. And I wish people would just would just laugh. Why are they laughing? Because they're going down a path or they're way too self-absorbed into what this political theater is going to bring, do, or cause for them when, in all honesty, it really won't affect them at all because the machine cares not for them. Go ask George Carlin, the great comedian, and I say philosopher, about what politics is. It is all one big club, and you are not a part of it. I don't understand why we get so focused on that. And then it was, well, Chad, aren't you just focusing on politics? Well, yes, but not in my humor. So does it scare you that people aren't going to laugh at your jokes? No, I'm more afraid of saying something that's going to piss somebody off, and they'll never, I'll never get the chance to tell a joke again. Well, why is that? Because I grew up with Robin Williams because I grew up with Richard Pryor because I grew up with Red Fox and Carol Burnett I grew up with Johnny Carson I grew up with people that made fun of everybody and they were fine with doing it and sometimes they didn't even believe the things they were saying they were just trying to make a joke and it hit me I don't live in that time that my comedy was born in I don't know that there's a place for it anymore would finding that out make you happy no no it wouldn't would finding that you're wrong make you happy yes is the coin flip worth it no and that was it for me that was it Oh, I still write jokes. I still watch comedians. I still love seeing what Jen Snyder is out there doing. She is the best com she is the best comic in South Carolina. I don't care who you think is better. You're already wrong. Jen Snyder is the best. Um, if you haven't seen her, look her up. She did one of the shows too. Um, I think she talked about um some of the places you can find her, but check her out. She's fantastic.
But no, it wasn't going to make me happy. So I cut it out. Mm. Oh, I may come back to it one day. I may come back. But I'm I'm not now. So so what did this have to do with my dad? So I I, I today I used that I used that 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 theory and I, I tried to do the reverse on it. And well, why is this making you upset? And it it still turned out the other way. Here's where it was. Why are you struggling with your dad's retirement? I don't think it's because I'm old. I don't think that bothers me. I'm not as scared of my mortality as I used to be, so I don't think that's it. I think I'm worried about that. Why are you worried about that? Because I don't know if dad's going to have enough to do. Why would that worry you? Because dad is a workaholic. Because dad likes a crowd. Because dad's got a lot of important things to say, and I think dad knows it. And so I worry about it. What do you think would happen if your dad didn't have that stuff? I think dad would work his butt off and find something else. Why? Because working his butt off is what makes him happy. So will your dad be happy? Yes, because I found out my dad's already scheduling trips over to the Middle East. He's taking a bunch of groups. He's getting more involved. My dad's going to find a way to be happy. So I went back to it again. So what? What? what's my problem with it? And I think it's because I wanted something to worry about. And I don't really think there is anything. Sounds weird, but I think what it is is that I'm actually happy that my dad's happy. And I see that my dad has gone through his progression of his life to get where he is. To know that he has done a great job preaching and now can do some extracurricular stuff without that other stuff in the way because he has fought that fight and he has felt good about it. My dad has walked into the Methodist church. My dad has preached some values. My dad has changed his views on some things. He has gone. He's made a difference in every church he's been in, whether they liked it or not, he did. And now he can sit back and just do what he wants to do for a little bit. And That's awesome. I've seen my dad get to the point of, I want to be a preacher because I want to do this. Will it make you happy? And my dad is. And I've seen that, I've seen that progression now happen. So why has it been bothering me? Because, because I don't know what dad's next one is. And I've seen how hard my dad had worked to get there. And I don't know that I'm going to do that with my job. And so what I found is I'm not sad. I'm not struggling with with uh, doubt over if my dad's going to be okay. What what I'm doing is I think there's a part of me that's just in awe that, that this thing works and this and this and this process has worked and it's gotten to where it's supposed to be. And Dad's walked he's walked along that path. And so it's going back to that question I heard on that audio book today that if you just Ask yourself the questions. You'll find out if you're going to be happy or not, and it will show you that you're going down the right path or that you aren't. And it's phenomenal because I've already seen examples in my life where it's worked. Now, 
Is there a scary side to this? Yes, there is. It was it was funny. I, I thought it was interesting. At the beginning of the audiobook, the lady was talking about how for this thing that she's doing, and again, if you want to hear more about what this is specifically, check out Welding a Family this week. But um, she was talking a little bit about some of the testimonials she had from um, her clients. And one of them said, and I love this, and it, it, I, almost, I almost laughed so hard I almost pulled the car off the road. It said, I realized there was a lot of clutter in my life and there was a lot of things in my life that weren't making me happy that I thought were making me happy, so I got rid of them. That's why I'm getting divorced. Is okay. Okay, so I'm not I'm not advocating that. But I did think that was it was pretty funny. I, I think there is some truth to that though, that we have to be careful about and we have to be open to. When we ask ourselves questions of what makes us happy. One of the things we have to be okay with is the fact that we may come to the self-realization that something is not going to make you happy, or it at least is not making you happy right now. So that either needs to be out of your life or it needs to change. That is a hard thing when it comes to things like relationships or jobs. Um, that can be extremely difficult to deal with as well. Careers. This stuff is scary. That is a scary thing to have to change. But we focus so much every day on what makes us happy. And we go for whatever the knee-jerk reaction is. We go for whatever the instant gratification, this milkshake, this steak, this new dress I'm going to buy, this big old fat cigar. How about this drink at the bar? All these little things that when you really look at it, do they fit into your linear progression of where you need to go in order to be happy somewhere? Probably not. And it's probably not even a step. It's just a false front somewhere where you think you've hit something. So why is all this important? And why am I preaching about it today? Why did I completely change what I was going to do for a show to bring this to you? Because ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something. Life is too short to not pay attention to where you're going wrong. Searching for happiness in your life. I don't want to make more of this <clears throat> than I should. I, I, a year ago, I met uh, Richard Bachschmidt. Um, he's affectionately known as Box. He's a morning DJ down in Charleston, South Carolina for a very long time. Extremely talented guy. Wonderful guy. Got into doing his own podcast. I met him. We were um, the blacksmiths were playing at a friend of mine's brewery, and they had a big uh, trivia night, and um, I, I got to help him MC the whole thing. It was it was really kind of cool. He uh, he would ask some trivia questions, and I would sit up there on the plan uh, on the piano, and um, he uh, it was really funny. He he would ask a question, and I would try to find like a TV theme song or something to go with it. Some of them were really off color. But we, so he and I had started like figuring out each other's vibe, and we ended up having a blast. Sat down, had a couple of beers together after the show, and uh, just kind of laughed. And he had told me about the podcast that he was doing. I was telling him about this show, and uh, we exchanged numbers. We were going to be on each other's show coming up the next couple of weeks, um, but really had a blast together. Just had a lot of fun. It was a, it was a really cool night. It wasn't long after that uh, he went missing. He did not put out a couple of uh, shows, and then he was found um, in his car. He had taken his own life. 
And it was a shame. Uh, this past weekend, I didn't go, um, but they had a celebration of life for him at one of the bars downtown. A lot of people who really loved him were there. Some of his favorite bands were playing, and the Budweiser was flowing. And uh, I, I'm sure they all had a great time. I didn't really know him that well, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to walk all over that as if it was something that really. It's not about the effect it had on me. W- what it's about, though, is who he was. He's an outgoing guy. He's an amazing guy. He 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 just exuded not only confidence but humor. Like people loved this cat. He brought people together. He entertained folks. Yet those demons, when they come in, and they come in in the night, and they come in when you're alone, and if you focus on them, and if you listen to them, then the worst happens, and that's that's it's just sad. It's a it's a damn shame. I got to uh, Marie and I got to spend a good weekend with uh, one of our daughters in Charleston. We went paddleboarding on Saturday morning. Saw a bunch of dolphins. It was beautiful. Went and um, hung out with Don and, and his girlfriend over at some friend's house. Uh, these really nice people and some friends that we know. Hi, Christy, if you're listening. Um, they, they invited us over to uh, to their house and um, a big old pool party. Had a blast with everybody. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of neat. It just reminded you being around human beings is a great thing to be able to do. Now, it's not like there weren't problems with this day. What I just painted sound like, sounded like a, a picture-perfect day, right? Well, we thought it was going to rain for a little bit, but we still got out there on the paddleboard. Uh, Sterling wanted to swim the whole time instead of <laughs> look for stuff, but we still made the most of it. Maria got a little bit livid because Sterling was ready to go when it was her time to get on the paddleboard with her. So that ended up in having a couple of moments that weren't the best. We get over to the pool party. It's pouring down rain and thunder and lightning. But it didn't, we didn't focus on that. Maria and I spent the evening that night after a long day at the place we're staying, sitting on the back, having a drink, sitting outside, doing one of our favorite things to do, talking. I could have focused on the negative. I could go through my days focusing on the negative. Because the negative exists. I'm not here to talk down about Box. I hate that I don't know him better. And there's a lot of you out there that are probably facing a lot of the same things that he did. I'm not going to tell you that I haven't before either. Life is tough. Life is sad. Life is lonely. And life doesn't care about your feelings i did a show i did a couple of shows life goes on it's a very important one has to do with with this kind of thing and then why am i here i I, I love both of those episodes if i can harken back to two shows but this one's this one's different i'm not rehashing the same material i'll talk about in those two no i want to tell you that i know how tough it seems But sometimes what it takes is a couple of questions and honest answers. And if you're not seeing this thing at the end that tells you you're going to where you want to go, then maybe you need to change your damn direction, not give up.
because you see, you see the thing about Fox doing that is he was I'm sure a scarred and and ruffled jaded in some ways had his hopes dashed had seen the worst life had to offer I'm sure I'm sure he is if he were here and I was able to question him I'm sure he would say that the 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 the, the crappy part about it is that he was the bright spot in so many people's lives Charleston's morning mayor yeah maybe people that knew him from a distance but he had such a profound effect on them I wondered if he was able to reach back out if if he would have taken the time to see what profound effect they could have on on him but we look we look for something that is more instant we let it get the best of us I am deeply amazed by the statement that I heard on that audiobook today but I, I want you to realize something um, it was fun to do and ask myself these questions. But to be honest, there are some questions about myself that I worry about. I've talked about it before. I've had battles with depression. I've dealt with things. And one of the things that I know is I don't do a very good job of dealing with that on my own. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't jump into these questions by yourself. Maybe if you feel like you're not being honest or really getting to the bottom of things, maybe you need to talk to somebody about it. It doesn't have to be a friend. It could be a trained person. And if it's not a trained therapist, maybe just a friend. Maybe just a bartender. Maybe just a podcast guy. Who knows? But I bet many of you aren't going to get to a point in your life where the answer is you need to end it because you're not going to be happy. No. It may mean... There's some hard changes coming. It may mean there's some difficult decisions that are going to have to be made. It may mean there's going to be tough, uncomfortable periods of your life coming up ahead of you. Boy, do Maria and I know about that. But if you simplify it and drill down and look, you will see a linear progression to where you're going. The world doesn't need to lose any more bright candles. It is dark enough as it is. We don't need more people thinking that there's no way for them to get to that point in their life where they're happy. It's just not true. It's just the demons talking. I have yet to meet someone whose life was so screwed up that with a good bit of work and a whole lot of faith, they wouldn't be able to turn around and make themselves happy. I've seen people that haven't done it, but I've never seen someone who has rolled up their sleeves and really tried and not gotten there. Oh, it may have taken a whole lot longer than they thought. Let me tell you something. My goal, when I got divorced, my goal was by 40, I wanted to have a few things completely short of. I wanted to have a very good, extremely solid relationship with my daughter. I wanted to have someone in my life that I wanted to walk through the rest of this world with and who I could believe in and I had with me and we were all good and there were no doubts. I wanted to have everything about my career completely solidified and I knew where I was going. 
and I hit 40, and I, I had the daughter thing. I thought I was doing pretty good with the female companionship thing. I wasn't quite sure. Boy, was I wrong on the job thing. And then there was a lot more lifting that had to go into all that. So now I'm 42. Two years later, am I there? I think I'm pretty damn close. Ask me again in a few more months. Sometimes it takes longer. That doesn't mean you failed. Sometimes it's a lot harder. That doesn't mean you're not doing it. But we have to ask the questions and we have to really look at it. Really look at where we're wanting to be. It's not a hidden formula. It's right in front of your face. Ask yourself the question, why do I want this? And then when you get that answer, ask why is that important? And then when you get that answer, we ask why you want that and keep going. You might have to ask yourself that five, six, seven times. But if you get there, you'll find what's important. And in the wake of that, you'll see what you need to cut out. Some of those are demons. Some of them are hard to face. But we have to. Because you're the bright spot in somebody else's happiness. You might be a path in someone else's. And just because you hear the voices doesn't mean they're telling you the truth. Have you looked inside your own heart? Have you looked at your own answers? Do you see the path in front of you? That is what will make you happy. start their anarchistic heart they had the elegance of a loaded gun beneath the dark and distorted layers lay the answer to rock and roll prayer again if you're in the columbia south carolina area on july 6th you got to get over got to get over check out don merkel and the blacksmiths george fetner over at the white mule come check us out have a couple of drinks with us listen to some great tunes we're we're looking forward to it Oh, man, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, you take a couple of weeks off. You forget when to take a breath after you take a big old swig of your beer. <laughs> yes, professional podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what, what do you do? This is hey, you you getting this for free? Those of you that that uh, <laughs> that pay pay anything to uh, local to patreon.com slash local bar media I'll, I'll i'll start trying to send you uh edited and, and very um very professional sounding versions of the show maybe yeah. mm. so no the show's not canceled your boy's still here still having a good time looking forward to the next few weeks of bringing you some great great interviews when I started the show, I wanted to bring more positive stories to the world. I didn't know if people would listen. You listen. 
Um, you keep coming back. There's a lot of you out there. I hear tons of emails. And the truth of the matter is, I think what's the most uh, groundbreaking about that statement is what it reminded me. And I, I don't think I say enough. Um, the happiness you're looking for in your life is not going to come from outside of anywhere. It's only going to come from inside you. The guidance you get on it is only going to come from you. You can look for it in other objects or people. Maybe there are people that will help you along the way. Maybe there are things that are part of that linear progression, but I'm going to tell you it comes from inside you. Sadly, there are some of us that forget that. Don't let that be you. Don't ever let that be you. You are the greatest compass you have towards the direction you need to find the meaning and the happiness in your life. Out of all the stories that I tell, out of everything that I hear from other people on this show, I can tell you for a fact, it all comes from within. Look for it. Ask yourself. Don't be afraid to have that conversation. There's now Bluetooth. You can talk to yourself in the car. People think you're talking to somebody else. They don't think you're an insane person. It's not the 1990s anymore. Just because you're talking in your car doesn't mean you're bat crap crazy. It means you probably have Bluetooth. So just go ahead and do it. Have a conversation with yourself. Say things out loud. Listen to what you're saying and ask yourself questions to the answers. You can find it, but you're only going to find it through you. And I'm going to tell you, it's the greatest thing in the world when you do hear it from yourself. I mean, like my friends say about me, I love to hear myself talk. I love to hear myself get something right. All kidding aside, it is a wonderful feeling. Take a chance over the next couple of days where you've got some free time with July 4th and a long weekend. Find your happiness. Cut out the clutter. Join us for Welding a Family so you can find out a little bit more what we're doing with it. But more importantly, just take care of yourself. Have fun. Life moves pretty fast. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. Yes, we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you to all you new folks that have joined us. Thanks to all you old folks that keep coming back. And thanks for everyone who will see us, the White Mule, on July 6th. Till then, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.